Professor Jim Dognolini is currently Professor and Director of the Educational Measurement and Assessment Hub at the University of Sydney. He's also a Professor Fellow at the Wollongong University in Australia, Adjunct Professor of Education at the University of Western Australia. In his current position, he is responsible for establishing a Centre of Assessment and Educational Measurement at the University of Sydney. Jim has an extensive experience in liaising and representing all levels of government and educational organisations within Australia. In the current offering through the New South Wales PPA, Jim is offering a masterclass called Measure What We Value. It's benefiting principals as well as school executive, and the program commences on May the 4th. The program supports school leaders to build knowledge, skills and assessments and data literacy, foster confidence to measure what we value beyond external assessments and protocols, and enhance leader capacity development and apply assessment strategies that reflect research and enable effective evidence-informed decision-making. So it's a fantastic program for the members of New South Wales Primary Principals Association. Professor Jim Tognolini, welcome to the New South Wales podcast, Principal Learning. Great to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Jim, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your current work? Yes, uh, my name is Jim Tognolini and currently I am the Director of the Centre for Educational Measurement and Assessment at the University of uh, Sydney. The centre was established about six years ago. Uh, through some seed funding from uh, NESA and in conjunction with a school, um, the Faculty of Education in those days, which is now the Sydney School of Education and Social Work, it was set up uh, to actually meet some of the demands that NESA had found out from talking to teachers where teachers had concerns uh, in the areas of assessment and data use and data literacy. So we were set up to help schools and teachers better understand uh, data assessment and to use it effectively in student learning. The the provocation measure what we value in primary school space, it's an interesting thought uh, to elaborate, and I'm sure you can, Jim, on particularly in the context of New South Wales for our current leaders and teachers in New South Wales. What, Jim, what should our leaders and teachers be measuring in 2023? Uh, Drew, this is a very good question and one that I've talked a fair bit about uh, over the time. I think um, if you look at what we're mandated to cover, it's actually captured in the Alice Springs Declaration, okay, where it spells out what the goals of education are And then through that, we're supposed to deliver on those goals. In there, in goal number two, for example, there are are a number of things that we have to deliver on. We have to make sure that our our students are confident and creative learners. Mm. Uh, We've got to make sure they're they're successful lifelong learners and they're active and um, informed in their interactions with people. They're broad categories. Mm. But under each of those, there are some things, indicators, if you like, that we are committed to then try and improve. So we have to try and make sure our students are confident, that they're self-regulated learners. 
We have to make sure that they're emotionally stable. They've got well, good well-being. We've got to make sure that they're mm. culturally competent yeah. and so on. In fact, there's hundreds of things that we have to deliver on as a system to meet the requirements. Yeah. Then you look across from there. So that's what we're asked to do. You look across from there and then you, they have the Australian National Report on Schools yeah. where the results come out and we're compared on how we're going on standardised test results, mm. basically. Mm. NAPLAN, PISA, uh, TIMS, PEARLS, yeah. uh, other test results, standardised test scores, um, HSC. And on the basis of that, our system is judged. It sure is. Now, Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and you, I think you can see the, the real problem, you know, You've got a curriculum over here which we're supposed to deliver on. We're going to pick that little bit there and judge the whole curriculum. It doesn't make sense. Yes. So the argument mm. here is if you say this is what we're supposed to be doing, surely we should be measuring and giving information across the range of what we're supposed mm. to do. Andy Hargraves actually summarised that when he said what we should be doing as a system – he wasn't only talking about our system – what we should be doing is let's start measuring what we value rather than just valuing what we can measure, yeah. right? Mm. And that's what's driving our work, the, the belief that it's only fair to judge systems on what they're supposed to deliver rather than what you can measure and then make judgments about it. Mm. So that's, the, that's our belief about why we've come up with that thing, let's start measuring what we value rather than just valuing what we can measure. Yeah, it's a, comp- it's a, it's a nice notion to think around that switch and those examples. I, c- I cannot think of a, a leader or, or a teacher who wouldn't value what you said about the Alice Springs Declaration about those, those key values. As leaders and teachers, it's that judgment on those ex- those tiny bit in that curriculum, the NAPLAN, the the PISA, I guess, um, and we'll go further around that, What measuring what we value. Are there, and there are any good examples, Jim, that you have seen in schools about um, use of data or measurement tools that schools have, have done? I think schools uh, spend a lot of time uh, triangulating data, et cetera, yeah. in in the way that I guess if you're going to have make, make judgments, you should use lots of scores. My argument is that that doesn't really capture what we're talking about it uh, in terms of measuring uh, yeah. what we value. So I think there are what schools do uh, in the use of data is very important, but I yeah. think it's got to be broadened uh, to more than that. And in that sense, we've done some work with the primary principles where we – we ran a course, mm. let's start measuring what we value rather than just valuing what we can measure. And we talked about what is it that you as a school really value? What distinguishes your school? Mm. And the principles in this five-session, five, five uh, two-hours yeah. two per session course, you know, we did a little bit of theory, but then they went off and worked out what we value. And we got all sorts of things uh, that schools value. Uh, a lot of it is uh, student engagement, um, uh, well-being, uh, as you can guess. Uh, but some others, curiosity. Yeah, that's interesting. How do you measure curiosity? 
Um, that is the challenge, it says. Yeah. So they, they said, uh, the school said, we value curiosity. So the way you do it, in a very simplistic way, and we do this in the course, you could actually do it uh, in, in the way I did it in India, basically, where I was asked by the government to help them measure honesty, uh, where we just put a, a, um, a line up on a board and I gave everybody a little dot and at one end I put up, you know, highly curious or highly honest, uh, quite dishonest, and I asked people to come up without looking at <laughs> and put their dot on the board. Come on, surely everyone said I'm honest or did were people really honest with, with that process? That, that's actually a very good question because yeah. the minister and the chair of the board said that to me. Uh, he, he put his dot there and he said, but if I'm dishonest, I'll put my dot up the other end. And the trick is this, that what I did when I had those dots up there is I just put four lines across, mm. just equidistant, and I said, what made you put your dot there, or people? Yeah. What made them? What made you say that you thought you were honest, or you know, that would put you? Um, yeah. And you put your mark there, and then people said, "Oh, well, these are the things that I would make me put there if I was honest." Now, so you people then you throw up these characteristics. These are the things okay. that distinguished honesty. Same of the school. These are the things that kids. That would tell us that children are curious. You start mm. to throw them up from K to 12, K to 6 mm. in the teachers. They throw up ideas. They mm. come down the other end yeah. and they start to have these characteristics along the line. Now, of course, we just write those descriptions. So it's an interactive thing. People are thinking about curiosity, putting ideas up, mm. etc., and coming up with a description that you get by and the students can get involved and so on. Mm. So we come up with this description of what increased curiosity looks like or increased honesty. Now, coming back to the minister, you see, at that stage I haven't asked anybody to measure anything. Yeah. What I'm doing is getting the description. Mm. I'm building the scale mm. and ultimately we'll collect evidence about where people are on that scale. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating story just about all those things, curiosity, which we think around honesty as well. My staff telling the truth, <laughs> are my parents telling the truth? All of those things, it's around coming back to, well, what do we actually value in our, in and those examples you gave are different contexts for, you know, and thinking about, well, what's, what are we, What's the purpose we're trying to get out of this um, this measurement that we're we're doing? And then I guess it's is it a call for action after that? In terms of is that the tool that enables the action? Exactly. You see, some of the schools went back and looked at their mission statement. You know, mm. uh, our school mm. produces responsible. And the question is, where's your evidence? Mm. How do you know you're doing that? Yeah. How can you say it if you don't know it? At the university, we're grappling with exactly the same issue. Mm. We ask our employers what they want from our graduates, okay? And they came up with nine things, you know, communication. Yeah. We want them to be culturally common, creative, yeah. critical thinkers, etc. Every university will have those in their, yeah. in their thing, graduate qualities. How many have any evidence that we're actually impacting on them? Mm. And it's the same with schools. If you really value it, you've got to think, well... How do I know, where's the evidence that our students are becoming more responsible? From our point of view, 
where is there evidence across our whole university that our students, we're impacting on them and we're improving their creativity? Yeah. And so it's a big challenge. And you talk, heard me talk about India where I was talking about a country, Malaysia, they want to know about um, digital literacy. They put right it, they want to know, are we impacting on it? So the question for all of us at a school level, at yeah. a student level is if we really value this, what does it look like and what evidence can I collect to show that we really are impacting on what we value? Yeah. You've touched on on NAPLAN uh, previously. I, I said are there good examples before? Are there any bad examples, Jim, of measurement, uh, measuring what we value or trying to put that in practice and it's just a complete fail? I think I think uh, I have a particular view about uh, standardised assessments um, like NAPLAN. I think NAPLAN's a very good test. It should, and when it's used in the way it was intended to be used, it yeah, it's fine because that's mm. what's been validated for. However, I think it's misused a lot, and I think we've got to be careful when we misuse of the impact that has on our schools. So, for example. When, you, when people start to set targets based on NAPLAN, okay, it, it sounds good, which in one sense I guess it is, but you've got to look at the unintended consequences of yes. using those targets. It's a common word that's coming through in, in uh, the principal space, unintended consequences of the thinking around what, how is this, this is meant to do this, However, this actually looks like this. And, and the word unintended consequences actually is a measurement term, is a psychometric term, which means that it, validity, the validity of your test yeah. when you use it incorrectly could have negative impacts on learning. And I think that's what this is. What are the unintended consequences of setting targets, okay, uh, and what are they? And if the emphasis then shifts from what the original purpose of the test is, so people start to coach and get tutoring on these tests, etc., what impacts that having on our overall program? And if it's contradictory to what we what we think is appropriate, is that the right thing? And that's what I guess the unintended consequences uh, is. There's a whole pile of other ones there about interpreting those scores, but I think it's that now. And, and you've got to look at what happened eventually in the UK with their key stage testing. They, they had these targets set on their key stage testing. People focused totally on the targets. You would have read in, the, in all the evidence shows you get a narrowing of the curriculum to just focus on that. And eventually that program was wiped because of the unintended consequences it was having across the bigger program, which is captured in what are we trying to do to achieve those goals in the in the Alice Springs Declaration. Yeah. So I think that's the debate. doesn't mean to say people aren't using the scores properly, mm. but it does, it does mean to say, are they having a negative impact on what we're doing? That is the debate, isn't it? And it's the question of, should we be keeping NAPLAN, for example, do we need to have NAPLAN in the system? Now, I have a particular view about that too, because I have a... I have a, a – my view about assessment, people who have listened to me know this, that 
when we assess, it's basically teachers capturing information about students in all different ways to build up an image of what students know and can do. Mm. And we're pretty good at that. That's one thing we're good at as teachers. We don't even know we're assessing, but we are. And what we're and we kind of like lawyers who bring in bits of data and evidence all the time. We get more refined, more confident in what the student knows and can do. This means when you have a summative test, which I'm not opposed to in summative tests, I think they, they provide a service, if the teachers themselves say, look, this student, based on my image, this student's going to be at level four or level two or whatever, mm. then they wait for that result. Yep, look, I'm, not, I'm right on every time. If there is a difference, the question for the teacher is why? Can I understand why that student did that on that occasion, yeah. et cetera? So if... If then the NAPLAN scores are really confirming what you already know about the students, then it's appropriate to use those scores, say how we're going as a school, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If they're contradictory, then the teacher, to the, to a number, for a teacher for a number of their students or a whole group of teachers, then the question is maybe those teachers, while they're building up an image, mightn't be on the same wavelength as everybody else across the state and therefore – Maybe I should go and find out some more about my standards, et cetera. So if it's used in a positive way to help teachers get consistency of teacher judgment, great. Yeah. But that's their function. It's confirmatory. One more bit of evidence actually, uh, you know, captured in a different way than we normally mm. should be still consistent with what I want. Where it isn't, I can understand why. And if it's a long way off, then I want to know why because it probably means I'm not being consistent with most of the other teachers around me. How do I get more consistent? There's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't wrong. Not, there is, that's good teaching, learning, practice cycle, isn't it? Reflecting on what you assess, changing, differentiating, all of those good qualities that a teacher should be doing and then and then reflecting and seeing how they can differentiate that learning and see what a different measurement set that they have and NAPLAN is one of those in comparison to another, as you said, this, the summative assessment, the, the viewing, watching, seeing how they interact, the thinking as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the question I'm asked most around the world when I've talked is how do I bring my formative and summative together? Mm. And you bring it together in that image. And I think that's the key to, to the work I'm most interested in working with schools and teachers on, building from what teachers naturally do to help them do it better rather than impose something else and say, as a negative model, actually, hey, this is different, you're wrong. Yeah. So I think if we can do that, then it means that teachers don't have to do as much summative testing because it's basically know I'm on net, this is going well, yeah. et cetera, and they can spend more time helping students move along the developmental continuum. And if there are schools that are not performing highly in the NAPLAN, is that necessarily a bad thing? Like is that, do you, what's your thinking around that? Is it, is it something that, it's a definite pressure that schools do face. Yeah where they are is that a bad thing or is that a reflective practice to say well let's we're not getting it right in x y or z hopefully not everything but if we're getting it wrong in everything then obviously i guess it's a it's a reality check of what things need to change yeah yeah. i think if 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 you work the way i have been talking about the teachers already know yeah that the students aren't that good okay and every teacher's out there trying to help them improve 
when they get the NAPLAN, it is a check, okay? And it says, you know, well, we're not doing that well, okay? Because yeah. I, I predicted all their levels, right, but they're lower than what we would have want. What are we going to do about it? Do you mm. know what I mean? It's fine. Mm. You know, it's, and, and again, when it's, we – yeah. Why, why have we chosen this a particular route? What are we going to try and do to close this gap and keep the bar high? And it's a decision they make reflected on data and evidence that they've got. Yeah. But it isn't done to them. Yes. Yes, that's right. It's, it isn't done to them. That I've, We've heard that a few times, actually, but not being done to us. Uh, one of the things there I keep talking about, we're, we're talking to lots of systems now, about reinforce, trying to kind of lead to a transformation in teachers and schools and principals and leaders right across the system where teachers actually see assessment as part of their DNA. It's never done to them. It's always used, I can see how this is going to help me and this is how I do it. Now, if we can get that right, then it can actually decrease the amount of testing that two schools have to do. It can increase their, decrease their workload and get them to spend more time doing what they really want to do is helping each child improve. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, Jim... With your course, what do you f- feel that school leaders or principals will gain from a, from attending your course, Measure What We Value? I think most, I mean, we, we've done this. I mean, we, we actually advertised the program last year and I think within 24 hours we had 140 mm. people wanting to sign up. So one of the things I think the leaders see is I can see value in this. You know, I can see and I want to do something differently. We've come out of COVID, we're doing these things. Here's something that I see real value in. It gives us a focal point. Let's see if we can do it. I think that so one is they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And they say rather than just focusing on these numbers, et cetera, let's look at assessment and measurement differently. So they pick something. Then as a group it brings the group together because you make that decision, we're going to do this, and they go through a process of basic measurement theory. What does more look like, describing it, mm. and then getting agreement on that, and then starting to think about, and the teachers and the school, how am I going to inculcate this curiosity, for example? Mm. How am I going to put this into my program to see whether or not students can do it? So it starts to permeate into the programs, into the curriculum as you're teaching, et cetera. And at the same time, we come with a philosophy of, well, we're not going to test and put a test across it. As the teachers are developing this, what tasks and what ideas are they going to set up to enable the students to demonstrate their curiosity? Just like we do now in the new curriculum, for example, where we say, here's an outcome, I've got to think, you know, where does that extend to? If that's where they've got to get to, how do I structure my teaching and learning and assessment around about? Same thing, except that we do it on some of these values. Yeah. And I think given that it's the same sort of thing, given that we're thinking about assessment and how to structure assessments validly and reliably mm. to produce good quality data, I think all the interactions we have in that process are all in reinforcing what schools are doing as good assessment practice in schools. So there's a whole pile of motivation, bringing people together and teachers getting good sound practice at doing what we want them to do about backward mapping from assessment, really. 
great. It's uh, really valuable work, such interesting work. Jim, what are the future plans for the course for Measure What We Value, as well as aligning with the New South Wales Primary Principles Association? Uh, We would like to um, offer the program again for people who would like to to participate and and do that five, two-hour sessions. Um, Yeah. Uh, and, and run that with them again. It's done over time. There are exercises in relation to that. But ultimately, we hope we come up. people come up with a rubric, they start to collect data. We would also, in conjunction with a, a primary principal association, we would like to think about building a, a, um, which we saw, a, community, a community of practice who are interested in these measurement and data and, yeah. and assessment and those sorts of things. Those people who work on those programs could start to share their experiences across time, work with each other, mm. tackle each other's questions, etc. But very much focused on this idea of let's start this process of measurement where we control the measurement we work out what's of value, we build up the evidence base, usually in terms of work, and we can see how students are improving. Let's do that as a group rather than as individual schools. Yeah, that the collective efficacy is in it, really is. Jim, thanks for joining us today. Your insights, evidence-proven research of measure what we value. It's such an interesting discussion. Our school leaders can sign up now or our professional learning link to take part of the masterclass with Professor... Professor Jim Togolini. Togolini. Nearly got it. Togolini. <laughs> Togolini. Commencing on Thursday, the 4th of May, our two hour, five two hour, two hour sessions via Zoom. Jim, before we finish, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners around the course or any other relevant information? No, no, I just think that, um, you know, from a leadership perspective, mm. uh, while we're focused today very much on uh, measuring what we value, et cetera. Mm. You know, I think it's really critical that um, principals take up the yoke that measuring impact is really got to become part of a principal's DNA. You have to, as you're building plans, et cetera, you've got to be thinking, how will I know this is going to be successful? Yeah. Right? And, and at the start, you think about that. So impact and basic measurement has to be part of the teacher's kickback, principal's kickback. Yeah. Uh, gone are the days where it's opinion. We did this and now we're a lot better. Yeah. People don't believe it. Yeah. Jim, I'd love to have you back and continue this discussion. Thank you for your time. Okay. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. So there we have it, Jim Tognolini, Professor Jim Tognolini, who is, has an exclusive offer for our New South Wales Primary Principals Association. The course is called Measure What We Value. The course commences on May the 4th and it is all about school improvement using the best measurement tools and the content includes modern assessment theory, development of measurement tools, alignment of assessment tasks, examines case studies, it also examines the impact of learning. So five two-hour sessions via Zoom starting May the 4th Sign up and enjoy that offering.